Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here, and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. As if I was joking last week, um, you know, this is like the longest weekend of the year holiday. Now, now we got to get back to work, and it was a little bit harder to get back to work. As you see, I got a little sun at the pool this weekend. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's going to be all kinds of analogies from the 4th of July. I'm the imagine. daiquiris were flowing. <laughs> daiquiris. <laughs> Tell me you weren't drinking I daiquiris no. right now, Sean. One of our friends, the party we were at, though, with the taco truck, by the way. Okay. They were firing off Kentucky Roman candles. Okay. And imagine like a Roman candle that shoots artillery shells. Basically like a gun. They're just shooting guns. <laughs> no, there, there was like a fifth grade baseball team firing Kentucky Roman candles off. So I survived. I had a, there was one, I was just talking to a guy and all of a sudden, <laughs> they went right by my head, but um, we almost lost him. Uh, yeah. We made, <laughs> we made it through another 4th over. of July. I'm frankly glad it's over. I mean, that's where I stand. And it, the fireworks on the 4th of July were late because everyone had to wait yeah. for that rain. Yeah. And, and if you've got $1,000 of fireworks in your garage, you can't just let them sit around. Well, yeah, because they're illegal on the 5th. Yeah. So basically you have to get them off or we'll see risk the getting lob. a fine. We'll see what, ten, we'll see yeah, what the 5th and 6th Yeah, I mean, I say that. that. Most this people don't, don't yeah. really care about that. I was laws. driving into the show by Scott Middle School by my house, and there were kids lighting off fireworks around noon in front of Scott Middle School today. So I think we're, we're going to get a few more days of this. The show goes on. But, guys, um, still some fireworks with Nebraska football. Oh, it there is, it was. It is. Segway, baby. <laughs> you love it. Um, dead period right now in recruiting, meaning you can't have any on-campus visitors. The coaches can't go on the road. The coaches are on vacation um, running a couple of the guys around town, and they're, they're, they get time off. They're away from the facility, um, shut down for the next couple of weeks. You know, the team, as you know, doesn't report till July 30th, um, and the coaches will come in earlier during that week. There's a staff retreat. There's Big Ten media days going on that week. But in the meantime, uh, there were two more commits since our last show. Carlon Jones on the defensive line. I know we talked about it simple on Friday on Husker Line Headlines, but then – Really, the surprise was Ja'Cory Barney, the wide receiver out of Miami. He committed to Nebraska um, to give them their fourth wide receiver of the class. And the RPM on on three had this guy going to Miami. He was a near lock to the Hurricanes. As you can see, 79.8%. And then it did uh, flip up to 19.4%. Brian Munson, by the way, put his pick in for Nebraska like at the last second. So it, it, it was pretty much a 98%. Um, well, Ja'Cory Barney let nobody know no. his plans. And that was his quote. Not um, even coaches. There was some chatter that it looked promising. I had a couple people tell me that, but I didn't believe it. I, I, I was like, God, I just didn't seem plausible because our friends in Miami, Gary Furman at Kane Sport, they all thought he was going to Miami. 
Yeah, and here he is. Garrett McGuire reels in one from Miami. Garrett McGuire mm-hmm. has put together a good receiver class. Well, and Phil Simpson, the, yes. the, the um, analyst on staff, was the former head coach of Homestead in Miami. So he, he has connections down there. And then Evan Cooper's from Miami. So they've got a good okay. So it's not nucleus. all Garrett McGuire. I do think, though, people, when you talk about Miami and Nebraska, you're a little scarred because they tried to recruit a bunch of Miami guys under Scott Frost during the COVID year. During COVID. And a lot of those kids didn't make it in Lincoln during 2020. They were gone. Well, it was, they were wandering around yeah. downtown. It's a massive adjustment like in normal life. And yeah. then you throw in all the COVID stuff. Like, that had oh, been yeah. pretty miserable for those guys. Well, it was miserable for, for everybody. For everybody, yeah. but, you know. I mean, down half a country away. I mean, going well, to Hy-Vee with one-way aisles. That wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. I, I worked. I worked downtown during that, and I would see Nebraska football players just sort of wandering around, wandering around. I mean, there was nothing down there. No. I, it was weird. I'll tell you one thing. It was one of the weirdest periods of my life working downtown during COVID. It, it was. The, there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. The weirdest period was walking to the stadium for the games. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole life I've been walking to games at Memorial Stadium. You, you see the build up, you see the crowd. Yeah, nothing. It's it, like going down there right now. I mean, it was like tumble. Wednesday afternoon. It was like tumbleweeds blowing it around. It's like, hey, Nebraska's playing Minnesota today, and you would have no idea I thought if it wasn't got, written on a schedule. When we got to the Purdue game, I, I half thought they did they call this off like. <laughs> There was like I didn't see anybody. Is this a road game in West Lafayette? <laughs> yeah, in West Lafayette. I didn't. We we get there early. Me and Parker Gabriel, Parker Gabriel and I got there early, and probably a little too early. But when we got there, I swear to God, I thought, I don't even know. Are they do? Are they going to do this today? Maybe something happened. That was There's the hardest nobody there. part about COVID. Was like you're so used to getting to the stadium early, and you didn't need to. No. Like. Like you could show get, like you, 15 minutes before kickoff and just walk you, right in. You, you didn't have to go on the sidelines yeah. for recruits. Yep. You couldn't go on the sidelines. You couldn't do anything. And then you just got a poor box lunch at all these venues. And I mean, you, you're not in a real hurry to. No, remember the Northwestern lunch? <laughs> oh, I what do. What the hell was that? Simple, by the like way. Nuts. Can I tell this? I'm going to tell this yeah, story. Go ahead. He got. So it said in the notes when oh, you're wow. at your seat, you could have your mask down. Yeah. You know, and Simple had his mask down. And some. Eating. Young kid got on. He, he got jumped. Me. He got jumped. He got yelled at in the Northwestern press box. I mean, and it, it was a little tense. There was a friend of ours, on the other hand, that was up there with no mask. <laughs> he was a part of the that? officiating yeah. crew. <laughs> he will not mention any names. But it was very odd. I mean, that was like ground zero of COVID. It was ground freaking zero. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like it winter, was winter of 2020. Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were walking in Chicago and it was, I mean, it was like you wear your mask on the outside. Not, in, I mean, if you're walking the street. Oh, it was, yeah. I, I had mine down in Evanston, and you noticed it. Like, simple, there's people pointing at you. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Look at that dummy from Nebraska walking around. Look at this super spreader. <laughs> oh, but on. Back, back on track here, even though I think some people enjoy us getting off track. But. Super spreader. <laughs> There's a, there's a word from the past. So two commits, and Brian Munson did a big board on our site. Okay. You know, and they're not done, but they're kind of getting very close to being done. And, you know, that's one of the challenges now. Can they keep all 23 guys committed? Um, you start to look at what else is out there. You know, wide receiver Gatlin Bear still remains out there. And he's really not a 2024 because – he won't be at college till 2026. He's going to go on a two-year Mormon mission. So that's a name to watch. I think offensive line, though, particularly on the tackle spot, 
those are the ones to watch. Grant Bricks from Logan, Iowa. Oh, yeah. Um, no official time when he'll announce, but Nebraska in a great spot with him. Oklahoma's in there, maybe K-State. Um, and are then, they in a great spot with him? I do, because of Daniel Kalen and Carter Nelson. I okay. think those guys okay. communicate with Grant, and uh, Nebraska's got a lot going there. Then the one that really has my attention now is Preston uh, Talamoa from Hawaii, number one player in Hawaii, visited Lincoln, and it was a quiet, under-the-radar trip, but it was an official visit in June. And he is reportedly – Nebraska is one of his two finalists. So there's two four-star offensive linemen, Grant Bricks, Preston Talamoa. Those are names to watch. You've got the pair of players from Utah as well here. Um, so Riola's got some work, Coach Donovan Riola. And, you know, there's some big names on that offensive line he could close out with. It would be good, it would be good to see a tackle. Mm-hmm. A tackle. Did you put tackle as, like, the clear number one priority remaining? I mean, and like, edge – Edge, edge rush, still. yeah. I mean, they don't. Well, I mean, they don't have anybody on the edge right. committed right now. Right. Joseph Anderson just committed to Iowa. Jacob Smith is considered a heavy favorite to go to Michigan, um, and then there's some other names out there like Jay Sean Ross, um, you know, and some other bigger names out there. Then you know, linebacker. They've got to keep McGay. He committed, mm-hmm. but then you know, is there another linebacker? I think one or two O linemen and one or two edge type guys. And this is going to be over 25 people. I think we know that now, which is hard to believe that they could have over 25 high school freshmen in one recruiting class. <laughs> that you, is amazing. Would you consider any of those defensive backs they've taken as future linebackers? Um, the one that I've been told is Gradney. Okay. Like his body is already developed. He's got the chest that he can move up. Um, Braylon Prude's the sexy pick at 6'5", 190. Mm-hmm. But I've been told he's just a DB right now, a safety uh, Guthrie's another one that you just look at. You think, oh, he could be a linebacker, but they like him as that bigger in the box safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one thing I think that's informative in this discussion is we got to kind of get away from, as a media core and a fan base, from getting too locked into positions. Yeah, it, I agree. I, I have to continuously remind myself yeah. that just yeah. because they're listed at that on their high school profile has very little to do with what they're going to be listed at in two we, years at Nebraska. Yeah, we want order. I mean, I think humans naturally want some order. So you want, want that. But you can't. The way they're doing this now, for instance, like Sherman, MJ Sherman, he's going to line up with – he's going he's to line up on the line of scrimmage sometimes. He's a linebacker. He's an edge rusher. He's an edge rusher. They've got to move him around, though. I mean, that's just one example. And they're going to move the – you know, they're going to move guys in the secondary from corner to safety to rover to you know nickel jack jack yeah jack. all that stuff so i i have to continually remind myself don't try to lock guys into certain mm-hmm. spots sometimes it's not gonna it's not gonna be so clear yeah. jack is kind of the hybrid linebacker what's the hybrid db is that the joker or the money i'm not gonna pretend to know that but it's that 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 was a rover rover, rover. i think yeah, that's, the, rover. that's i was trying to already rover. give it yeah. a nickname yeah it's rover just just go with rover the peso peso <laughs> uh, that that thing people got so into that back then. Yeah. The peso. Eric Hag like was the all time greatest peso. Asking Carl Pellini about the peso. We don't have peso. Okay, thanks, Carl. <laughs> it was a nickel defense, and yeah. Eric they it kept Eric Hag on the field. He could play linebacker. He could play safety corner. I mean, it was just peso like, wasn't as effective in the Big Ten, however. No, it was, it was not. Well, they didn't have Eric Hag and Dejan Gomes in the Big Ten. Well, they weren't playing. 
five and six DBs. Yeah, they were playing Kansas and Missouri right. air raid offense. It yeah. didn't work against Russell Wilson and Madison. <laughs> but all right, when we come back, uh, the Phil Steele magazine is out, oh, by yes. the way. Picked one up on the way from the show. Sipple got his this weekend. 20 bucks for this bad boy, but it, it's it's thick. And I'm going to give you my um, inside Sipple and I and Robin. We're going to talk about what Phil Still thinks of Nebraska in the Big Ten next. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. As uh, we're going to talk Phil Still here and, and kind of what he had for Nebraska. But before I get to that, I do want to talk about uh, the latest industry team rankings on on three. Um, you look at the list and where Nebraska falls, and, and, and kind of looking at the rest of the Big Ten. Uh, Nebraska coming in at number 19. And the industry ranking is all of the n- rankings combined into one f- poll. So the rivals, the ESPN, the 24-7, the on three into one. And what I like about <clears throat> the on three rankings is that they um, they equate quantity and quality. And, you know, back in the day, if you got 20 commits before somebody else did and you had 12 and we had 20, you were automatically going to be higher in the rankings because of the quantity okay the on three poll equates quantity and quality okay so like georgia like georgia or here's an example alabama has 10 commits right still ranked fourth in our old system alabama would be penalized for only being at 10 okay but in this formula you know it's a quantity quality based on a 13 commit average and alabama's four yeah alabama's four because they have two five stars and six four right so eight of their eight of their ten guys are either five stars or four stars. Hello, pretty good. This yeah, is so this good. is a much more accurate slope. Like Texas has twelve commits, but they're still sixteenth. Like Nebraska, I mean Nebraska can recruit well here, but they're not going to typically outrank Texas in recruiting for a lot of reasons. You know and that this is where Texas still has shown love in a poll with only twelve commits when Nebraska has twenty three. Um, so I, I do like that about the on three poll because. You can get a little – I mean, there's one poll out there that has Nebraska. I saw 7th or 8th or ninth in the recruiting. And that's just not really an accurate mm-hmm. long-term view. That's of, pure volume. Yeah, that's a volume poll where I think you can almost mislead people because Nebraska's not going to have a top-10 class. Like, they, they have a pretty good chance to be in the 15 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. But I just don't – with the number of four-stars committed, I don't think they're, they're not going to have enough to be a true top-10 class. Yeah, it's pretty standard right now. Who's? I mean, it's always it's, a lot of times it's the same people. Georgia one, Ohio State two. Now Florida three gets your catches your eye a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Florida seventeen commits, twelve four stars. Uh, Bama we discussed. USC kind of expect to be up there, right? Ohio State's at two. Yeah, Ohio State two. Michigan six with twenty five. Uh, Michigan has twenty five, fifteen four stars. Uh, so. 
there you go. But that's a good place for Nebraska to be. Another surprise is Stanford at 20. It mm-hmm. shocks me. Mm-hmm. They have 27 commits, which leads the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska for Power 5 is fourth in overall commits. So it's Stanford 27, Michigan 25. Minnesota has 24. And then Nebraska and Georgia have 23. Yeah, and we've learned that the recruiting rankings don't necessarily – portend success however you'd rather be 19 than you know 47th you know especially in a poll that is i think a lot more representative of what a class actually is and how strong the class is not just numbers not just how many five star you get but the combination of both i think it's probably the best representation of where nebraska stacks up nationally and right now they're in a pretty good spot pretty good spot and they haven't been in this good a spot in june july in a long time right yeah, it's uh, listen. The one thing I think that really worked against Nebraska during the period where it started its decline, and I'd say Frank, you know, Frank was part of this, and Bo did it too. They would scramble a lot, mm-hmm. the, and they would ha- the, at the end of seasons when it's cold, and they're trying to save their jobs. And oh, by the way, we have re- we have we have spots in our class we got to fill. And it was always just inc- – I just thought it was incredible stress. Yeah, it's like signing day scrambles Yeah, back when that was a thing. They're scrambling for their job. They're scrambling to beat teams. And, oh, by the way, we still got to fill out this class. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. An analogy would be like it's like you had a, a big final exam, and instead of preparing for it all year, you're like, God, the last oh, week God, or two, yeah, we yeah. just got to go all in and study every night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Steve Sipple pulled that off a few yeah, times. I did. I, I, yeah, I did. A lot, actually. Or sometimes I forgot that I had a final and walked Show in. up. Yeah. Oh, you have to. I mean, <laughs> this is the final. Interesting. You'd just be all night, all, you know, but you find it really wasn't that effective, those cram sessions. No. Like, it was just like. Then you're I just started, tired running on pure caffeine. Yeah, I started doing some weird stuff. Like, my brother said, sleep with your biology book under the pillow and you you, you will soak in absorb the words yeah you'll soak in some i did it <laughs> speaking of books to sleep with yeah, yeah. we got yeah, the that, phil still magazine phil that's yeah. under steve sipple's pillow right now he's trying to absorb these words soak in some northwestern knowledge soak in some northwestern snack boxes from 2020 and some weird nuts <laughs> like <laughs> dried out dates yeah, d- yes. or peaches or I, I, you know there's a few times where you're like what what is this exactly what am i eating right now? <laughs> this sna- this snack box they literally went to whole foods or somewhere like that like let's just buy all the most random things and yeah. put them in a box and this is and your give lunch. them to people like steve sipple in the press yeah. box mm-hmm. just give me a bologna sandwich <laughs> Well, Phil still comes out with his magazine, and it's definitely the most in-depth one. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he's got Nebraska sip going to a bowl game, which... Yeah, six of his nine sets of power rankings. He has th- six of his nine sets of power rankings are calling for bowl eligibility, okay? That's good. Mm-hmm. Not which all. Which is basically what we expect, right? We're in yeah. that six and six, seven and five range. Yeah. And he's got them fifth in the West, which is about right. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can put Nebraska obviously ahead of Wisconsin, Iowa, or Illinois or Minnesota. Those that, are the, those four teams today, based on what we already know from previous years, are, are ahead of Nebraska. Period. He, call, he calls Matt Rule a great hire, which in a, now when you think about it, you if you're a Nebraska fan, you hope he's a great hire in the context of the fact that Rule has Nebraska's offensive line ranked 63rd in the unit rankings, not high. And the and the D line is unranked, so you have to overcome. 
You have to overcome that. If, if, now, Steele could be wrong. You, you hope Steele's not right. I mean, that's not the way to, to thrive in a Big Ten with a 63rd-ranked offensive line and an, un, and an unranked D-line. It, it's interesting when you look at it, the D-line. Troy, I mean, Troy has the 20th-ranked D-line. Troy. The service academies are ranked ahead of Nebraska, Navy, yes. and Air Force. Middle Tennessee State. It shouldn't, now, it shouldn't be this way. That's one thing rules got to immediately rectify. Yeah. You can't have an unranked defensive line by any – whoever's picking it mm -hmm. or whoever's ranking it, especially someone – I mean, I'm not saying Steele's perfect, but he's got a pretty good handle on this stuff, I'd say. What not jumps out to me, like you, you talk about Nebraska the last few years, he lists the point spread for every game yes, he does. In, in the last five years. He does. And you go back to last year, Nebraska was only a favorite – Five times last year. Is that right? And they were not a favorite after the Rutgers game the rest of the season. Mm. So their first six games, they were favored in five of the six games. The previous, the next year, in 21, when they only won three games, uh, Nebraska was favored that season. They were favored in six games. Mm -hmm. Illinois, Fordham, Buffalo, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Iowa. They won three. Um in that 2020 season, the COVID year, Nebraska was an underdog the first three games in a row. Mm -hmm. They were only favored in three games in 2020. Mm. I mean, I think that's a realistic snapshot of where the program has been the last has few years. They've not been favored to be an above 500 team in terms of just pure point spreads in a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, and that helps answer the question of why. I mean, Nebraska's not ranked in Phil Steele's top 60. Yeah, and it, should they be? I don't know. I mean, if we're talking that about a middling six and six team, mm -hmm. is that top sixty? Mm. I don't know. I mean, I I can understand. No, I mean, I understand why they are where they are, and I until do. they actually prove otherwise on the field, I don't know how you can justify year in year out just going off projections of what Nebraska could be. I mean, at this point, they need to show that they they are actually capable of taking that next step and being in that conversation of one of the top quarter teams in the country. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in the context of Steele has none of the Huskers' positional units in the top 25. None in the top. None. N Nebraska's highest-ranked group is, what would you think? Highest-ranked unit. Punter. <laughs> uh, defensive back. You got it. They're 29th. That's the, that's the highest rank. How come Buscini doesn't get much love? Buscini's not ranked among the top 20 draft-eligible punters. Which doesn't make any sense, because you look at him compared to the rest of the Big Ten punters coming back. I mean, obviously, there's, like, the elite. But, like, he's firmly in that top five Surprise punters me. in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten has the best punters in the country year Surprise in, year me. out. That surprised me. I, I had to do a double take. He's not ranked among the top 20 punters in the nation. because he didn't get any uh, – like, he got, like, honorable mention – like, he didn't get any accolades is basically what it comes down to. The other one that surprised me is Newsom Quinton mm. is not among the top 50 corners. That, now, that doesn't surprise me quite as much as Buscini not being among the top 20 punters, but it still surprises me. I would think Newsom would be among the top. He, we're talking about draft-eligible corners. I thought he'd be in there. I, I'll be curious what he runs. Yeah, that's a big point. And will he get a combine invite? That's a big point. I mean, is that guaranteed? No. Back on these favorites, right the, back to the favorites, Nebraska in 2019, they were favored that year in eight of 12 games. And that was the year Nebraska was favored to win the West, and mm -hmm. they went five and seven. So um, that's the last time they've been ranked. But that, all, that caught my attention this morning, reading mm -hmm. through that, just to realize, like, you know what, they haven't been favored any more than 
four or five games a year each year. Crazy. It's a talent. It's largely a talent. Well, now hold on. People are going to kill me for that, but it's it's a talent and coaching discussion. But they haven't had all many all Big Ten players. We're, we're we just established that rule inherited a situation in which Steele at least doesn't think they have any units in the top twenty five of their of the respective respective positions. I was surprised too. Go, as far as the receivers goes, draft eligible receivers. Marcus Washington's forty second. No Billy Camp. Probably size. Size. Yeah. Age. I think he's fallen off some radars because he didn't have much of a year last year. Okay. Got That's hurt. What, yeah, got hurt. But That's if he what goes that and is. catches for a thousand yards in the Big Ten, maybe that changes things a yeah. little bit. Our, Surprised though to see that. All right, when we come back, um, Robin did a great breakdown. Five freshmen who might play early. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to go over that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I like I like You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show having an in-depth fall camp positional preview discussion off the air here as you caught the back end of Steve Sipple there. Um, but before we get in to... Uh, this segment it is brought to you by who, Steve Sipple? Larson Motors. Sean, if you're looking for a new vehicle, go for a new experience at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors is one of the Midwest's only dealerships with all the major brands in one location. We're talking about Chevrolet, GMC, Hummer, Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. So start your new experience today at LarsonMotorGroup.com or at Larson Motors in Nebraska City. Larson Motors, real people, real deals. All right. Thank you again to Larson Motors. Yeah, thanks. Steve Sipple as he's waiting that Rubicon Jeep. <laughs> I, I'm not having a midlife crisis, so I, don't, I really take offense to you that. You can haul your boat with it. <laughs> Your four wheeler, your, your motorcycle, competition speed talked off the boat. <laughs> I saw a boat. We were driving the other day. I'm like, I'm gonna take a picture of this and send it to you and see. Hey, there's a boat on 27th and Cornusker for sale. <laughs> oh, well, thank Great you deal. for thinking of me. <laughs> All right, but let's let's get into um, five impact freshmen. Robin did this breakdown yes. on July 4th, and you know this is gonna be a year, guys, that I, I think we're going to see more freshmen just play in general. Mm-hmm. Because of where it is with Matt Rule, year one, I think if there's a tie with an older guy and a younger guy, he's going to lean towards the younger guy in a lot of cases because hmm. this is not about necessarily 2023. It's important, but it's about the long run of this program. Yeah, so the five that made the list in no order were Tristan Alvano, that kicker, Malachi Coleman and Jaden Doss, at wide receiver, Cameron Lenhart, and Princewell Uman Mielen, uh, Mielen, Uman Mielen at on the edge defensive line. I said that pretty well. Yeah, I'd, I actually looked it up. You and did? figured out, yeah. You looked it yeah, up? There was a video of him, like some guy asked him to pronounce his name. Uman Mielen. Uman, um, Uman Mielen. Uman Mielen. <laughs> <laughs> like we got, I mean, by the way, somebody hammered us in the comments last show. 
Really? For for not being professionals and not having the pronunciation of that name down. Well, well Princewell Uman Uman Mielen. That's legit. Chris. No, I yeah, and I, especially uh, for you as a radio person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris Fowler could not say in Domican Sue's Mr. name, Mr. Sue. Like in the 09 Missouri game on that Thursday night in Columbia. I mean, he could not get the name right, the whole broadcast. And he was like, and it was like just. Yeah. My stance has been I'm a writer. I got to spell him right. Exactly. I guess now that we do more. All right. So what what about you guys? What do you guys think of that five? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Alvano makes a lot of sense. I mean, he hit four 40-yard-plus field goals in a Class A state championship game. That's pretty good. Would, Cole, you, would you say that Alvano is the far and away most likely candidate to be a day one starter out of that freshman class? Princewell's going to play a lot, I think. But is he going to be a starter, a day one starter? I started the spring game, but... So you're... Now, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful to Timmy Bleak of course. right now. I, I think Bleak Road would say, well, why, why are we handing jobs to Alvano here? So, I mean, I was the guy last year. Alvano made more field goals in the state title game in Memorial Stadium than Alva- than Bleak Road made in Memorial Stadium all year. Apologies, Timmy. Um, I'm, I'm just I mean I, I'm just going off a of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. No, and, I, you might that might be it's a good question at least for sure. Well, I mean, for one, I just don't know if there's that many that are even even in that conversation. And so you're talking start. about maybe three or four guys that even have the possibility of being a day one starter yeah. of that group. I think Alvano's the clear favorite. Yeah. Sincere Safiala, we didn't have on this list, but he easily yeah, could have been sense. on this list too because mm-hmm. I do yeah. think he could play. Oh, yeah. I know it was tough. We, Eric Fields we left off too. Yeah. I like, I like the list. I, re- I mean, Coleman's intriguing to me because of his size. You could pick a, any one of those receivers, to be honest. I think Coleman, like you said, his size, I think he's built to be an impact guy. Same thing with Doss and his versatility. Um but, I mean, there's a handful of those freshmen. That window is wide open. After about the top three or four in that receiver room, I mean. I think you picked the right two, though. Yeah. Doss catch and run potential is really strong mm-hmm. to me. And the fact that he has backfield experience, they can move him around. Good backfield experience. He's he been a kick returner, too. Mm-hmm. He ran for 922 yards as a senior. I mean, Doss catch and run. Coleman, man, you guys saw not this, not this summer camp round, but last year's summer camp round when we went, went over there. Seven on seven. Seven on seven. And you, and you were just you just eyeball players. Wow. Then you, you see Malachi Coleman, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, wait. Looks that looks, he looks different. Yeah, he looks different. And that's why he's on the list largely. Um, and then Len Harton. Yeah, those rooms were obvious based on what they did this spring. And Prince well. Yeah. Linhart's not your typical true freshman. Number one, he's an early enrollee. But number two, he came from I- IMG Academy. And you're just going to be developed better there because of what you go against every day. I mean, that, that's almost like a prep school more than a high school as far as, you know, the level of player that's there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, every, everybody that's going there is essentially going to be a Division One player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys, I mean, you'd like to – I mean, it's kind of – provocative to say they could start one of them could start the provocative part sort of dies down when you think about the big 10 mm-hmm. and what you're asking a true freshman yeah, to do. it's usually not a good thing if you're no, throwing I mean, a true freshman to the wolves yeah there's not too many play. guys where you're thinking over the years okay he had he had nine sacks as a true freshman mm-hmm. who's that i mean who is that i don't know like barry, Turn- Nebraska. No. barry turner was an example of a true freshman edge rusher what what conference was that nope in the Big 12. Back when the Big, Big 12. 12 was a good league. The Big, Big 12 tackles the Big, aren't like Big 10 tackles, Sean. 
the Big 12, though, in that era it's was better good. than the Big 10. Now? No. At the time. At the time. At the, time. the Big 12 in 05 was better than – like they, they were – I'll give you that. But they I'm were not. a premier – they were the premier league. So di- this, is, this is a different world than the Big No, I, I, I don't disagree. In terms of line play. In terms but of Barry line. Turner led the nation in like freshman sacks in 05. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So you're talking about almost 20 years since 20, Nebraska's had a guy like that. Ago. <laughs> no, you're right, though. Turner was good. Turner was odd because he, he was really good as a freshman, tailed off. Mm-hmm. Tailed off dramatically. It's like he got heavier almost and lost a step. And then he got kind of good again as a senior, yeah. right? Yeah. So with this, we got these five, but on okay. Thursday we're running a deal where it's going through every freshman um, and, and predicting what their role is going to be this season. And – Probably like eighty to eighty-five percent of them are all. I, I expect them to going to play, but it's going to be within that four-game redshirt. And I think a lot of that is going to be: do they want to get all as many young guys legitimate game snap experience as they can to help build that foundation? Because like like you guys mentioned, this isn't necessarily all about two thousand twenty-three. It's about the long game. It's how Matt Rule's done it at every stop that he's been. And so they brought in a big class. They're going to try to get as many of those guys experience right. yeah. to help build that foundation to where next year you're not throwing in new guys. You have guys that have been under the lights and been in, in that setting, in that environment, that's going to make them, uh, I think, hit the ground running a lot quicker. And once that COVID year gets out of college football, it's going to make roster management so much easier. But we're still going to deal with this for about two more years. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, there's guys that have that extra year that kind of, make these decisions harder because you have more players on your rosters that will filter out. But I, I do think like Robin said, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of guys teetering that four game line. Yeah, And not just on special teams. I think you're going to, if they have the opportunity one way or the other to get players on the field on offense or defense, I think they're going to do it. It's a great, that, I, I hadn't really thought about that too much. That makes a lot of sense. All right. When we come back, we're going to bring in Abby Barmore, uh, take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker online show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Let's welcome in Abby Barmore. Did you have a very good 4th of July, Abby? Oh, yeah. I just hung out recovering from a long weekend. <laughs> nice. Well, good to have you back in uh, on the mailbag. Where are you starting us off at? Okay. Where do you predict Nebraska will land in the Big Ten preseason riders poll in the Big Ten West standings? Well, they don't really do one anymore. Are, are we going to go off that Cleveland yeah. plain dealer one? That. That, that's like the only one that is That's even, the big one. Yeah, that's the Cleveland, unofficial. Cleveland. Have, you voted, have you voted in that before? I have, and I've also skipped it, and they might have taken me off the list. But anyway, oh. they, they still do that, and it's pretty big. It's, that's the as, a, as official as it gets. Where will Nebraska be in that? The, 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 Fifth they, in the division. If they do the divisions, I don't know. Couldn't you see them ahead of Minnesota? No. no. Minnesota's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over yeah. Nebraska. Could you see them ahead of Illinois? No. no. Could you see them ahead of Iowa? No. no. Could you see them ahead of Wisconsin? No. Fifth is the slot. I, I think they can be ahead of Northwestern. And Purdue. And Purdue. You see Purdue, like Phil Steele had Purdue in the cellar. Not Northwestern. He had Purdue in the cellar. Lines up with your thinking. You've been out on Purdue for a while. I, questionable hire, lost a lot. They better, lost a lot. Better question is Michigan unanimous over Ohio State. Like, let's say there's uh, yeah. twenty voters. Like, do you think they get twenty votes first place over Ohio State? Penn State, go, Penn State's a threat too. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be consensus. I don't think it will be because there'll be an Ohio State writer that picks Ohio State or yeah. something. You know that. I mean, uh, that happens. Like, 
especially up there. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Big 12 preseason polls? Like yes. everybody with a credential to media days would vote. And, and there would always be like some obscure like team that just had no business getting a first place vote would get one. Yeah, I kind of remember that, but I don't think Michigan. Baylor would get one I don't know that Michigan. I don't know that Michigan should be consensus. I, I mean, I would. I think they should be heavy heavy. favorites. They should be. They should receive eighty percent of the first place votes. I agree. Penn State should receive some first place votes. The concern I have. I don't don't know about that. I think they're they're loaded. No, they're loaded. Yeah, but. But so is Michigan. Michigan has everybody. Blake Corbett. Michigan's one of the best teams well, in the country. Yeah, it'd be hard to pick him ahead of Michigan. Michigan has two all-American running backs. It wouldn't be hard for me to pick him ahead of Ohio State, though. It wouldn't. No. Um, it, yeah, it'd be hard for me to pick him ahead of Michigan. The problem, the, the hesitancy I have with Penn State is they have a new kicker, a new long snapper, and a new punter. Close games, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, that's that's scary. They're, and they don't have a lot at receiver, but they are loaded at running back and offensive line. Quarterback. And this is a tough Drew league to kick field goals in late in the year, especially. I mean, yeah. with the winds and the weather. That's, and that's a scary proposition. It's new long snapper. Man, the one thing that, that Nebraska, one thing Nebraska hasn't had to worry about, what, last three years? It's long snapper. I mean, think about, can you think of a time where we were like, oh, the long snapper just messed no, this game Their up. names never get mentioned, which no. is means they're doing a good job. I think it's three years now that we haven't really thought about it too yeah. much. Well, there was a time when Urban Meyer blocked some punts on Nebraska. That was not within the last three years. And that was under Mike Riley, yeah. probably. Yeah. But, like, they recognized that they had a snapping weakness. Mm-hmm. And they time it. I mean, those guys time those snaps oh, yeah. with a stopwatch. They, they know if you're, like, a tick off, it's block season. Mm-hmm. What do you so got? So we're saying Nebraska fifth. Fifth in the West. Yeah. Fifth in the West. What do you got, Adam? Okay, next one. So we've talked about this before when the assistants were just hired, but now that we've seen what they can do on the recruiting tra- trail, which of Nebraska's assistants have impressed you the most? McGuire. Uh, Evan Cooper, for me, too, is up there. Um, I, I think just his presence, what he's done, the way he kind of – the power that he has and the structure of the recruiting operation. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the right-hand man. I mean yeah. – like he made that clear it. from day one. Yeah, and you saw it. You saw it in Texas, with when you saw it when we were at the satellite camps. Rule and Cooper, like they're standing together all the time. McGuire, mm. I like. I just like the look of it. Again, I go. I go back to the satellite camps. It's, it's just what you'd probably expect, but it's yeah. good to see. He's young, knows everybody. You know how he is. Now that I've been around him and I've talked to him one on one a few times, I can see why he's a good recruiter. He's a great kid. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid. He looks you in the eye. He's very – he's easygoing. He's, he's just very, very approachable. And I think the to further that point is because he had probably as many questions around him as anybody yeah. on that staff. Yeah. And look what he's been able to accomplish already. Right. Now, will he – how he develops this talent they're bringing in nah, is the next step to it. But as far as what he's been able to do since taking the job, uh, has been nothing short of impressive. Yeah, his, I guess, too, his enthusiasm is contagious. Mm-hmm. He's very enthusiastic. You just like being around him. Yeah, he, we, he's an easy guy to connect with. Oh, and I is. think that's really important with these relationships with young guys. They, yeah. they trust him. They yep. feel comfortable around him. And his ability to relate, I think, to that generation is probably a oh, yeah. more positive as people thought it was a concern. Right. I, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm getting pretty sold on that picture. Okay, next up. There's a considerable number of three stars in Nebraska's 2024 class. Is it possible that any of them get bumped up to a four star? And who could that possibly be? Yeah, and I think it's complicated on that because let's just say industry ranking. Because 
there's going to be some guys that one network has four and others have three. On three might as a as a four, others might have as a three. So going off the industry rankings, um, Daniel Kalen and D- Devon Hall are both four stars. On three today has them as threes, but on three's rankings haven't been updated yet. Um, you know, like on three is extremely high on Carlin Jones. Carlin Jones, I mean, they have him as a high three. Um, that's a guy that they're very high on. You know, other networks are higher on e- on Ian Flint than than on three is so i think it's it's all over the map but yeah they have what five today industry rated four stars i could see them maybe getting at least one more in there who do you think is most likely jones carlon jones um isaiah mcmorris kiwan lacy ian flint carlon jones i mean there's a group of those guys right there i mentioned that could all bump up i think i mean there's that lower group of guys that were the camp offer players that didn't have other things going. Like those guys are not going to really move up much higher mm-hmm. unless they just have an unbelievable senior right. year. But they're on the radar now. They're right. long. Those were long term plays. Right. Like you know, like that they want to get in the program, develop that athletic ability, and make into a great player. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. In that same vein, does Carter Nelson have a shot at becoming the first five star player in the state of Nebraska since Baker Steinkool Cooler? Mm-hmm. That's tough because of the level he plays against. Yeah, I, I just don't know if the the film's just gonna have to look ridiculous, and it probably already will. Um, but when you're evaluating him against eight man competition, yeah, yeah. and there, if he's at Bellevue West, it's a different conversation. Yeah, and you're not evaluating him at the position he's gonna play. He just seldom plays. I mean, don't play tight end, right? I mean, I think he's, he's gonna play quarterback at times. You know? I'm more curious. We're on three. They have at 72 in our on three top 100. 247 has him at 40. I'll be curious, like, how much he'll move up if he moves up on the on three. Can he be a top 50 player? So he's at 59. He's now. 59 on the industry ranking mm-hmm. right now. Can okay. can he crack that top 50? Which yeah, again, I think it's I think it it boils down to who he plays. Eight man football. He's as high profile of an eight man player since Rashawn Salam. Okay, in the last Nebraska's last. Eight-man scholarship recruit was it Shanley from the in-state? It was Shanley, and then Steve Crewald. Okay, Saint Edwards, and then North. And Loop. We're talking about Andrew Shanley. Yeah, Andrew and Shanley. North Loop Scotia. Yeah, well, you know, ben, ben Eisenhart um, was a walk-on. He was he was an eight-man player. Um, you know, there's been guys that have come as walk-ons, but scholarship and you know Seth Malcolm yeah, from Iowa, from Iowa eight-man, Iowa eight-man from. But you know, like there's in terms of in-state players, yeah, it's it's tough in-state. Shanley made it. I mean, he, he turned out to be a good player. So Crewald. I mean, those are starters. Crewald's starter. starter fullback, right? yeah. yeah. D- didn't he have he, that? He helped Nebraska cover the spread against Oklahoma. The only fullback <laughs> carry in the Bill Callahan era was in the 04 like Oklahoma Like a 45-yard romp with like minutes to go in the third or fourth quarter. OU was up 31 nothing, And yeah, it was a 30-point spread. And so Callahan calls a fullback trap to Crewald. Gets, he rambles up there. And he, gets like, he gets like his 40-yard fullback run, and they mm. kick a field goal to lose 31-28 to cover. Oh, God. That's, and that was the uh, famous you bet to win the game post-game press conference. Oh, where, yeah. Where, when, um, when, he was at, when he was he kept getting asked what was your game plan because it looked pretty conservative, right? And he just goes, you bet to win the game. Yeah, to win the game, you bet. Yeah, he said it like three or four times. And Nebraska was almost trying to chew clock, shorten the game. Just so 
Oklahoma's offense wouldn't have opportunities to score more. Very reminiscent of USC. Yeah, in right? Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. in the in LA. The thing is, like, through three quarters, they played with USC in that game. Two and a half. Three, I mean, they dropped a pick six. I mean, there were some moments that they could have, like, been right in that game. Yeah, I wasn't def- – okay, I, I know some people could hang me for this. I wasn't offended by it at USC, the way Bill approached that. USC had a lot more talent. Yeah, they knew they couldn't keep up. With right, them. couldn't keep up with them. Slow the game yeah, down. Maybe the steal it. Maybe yep. steal it. Yep. That was one of my favorite. Like just that USC band, that stadium. It was so loud in there. It's pretty loud. It's pretty cool. A couple more years, we'll be right back there. We'll be back in the Coliseum. All right, Abby. Final question in the mailbag. What is your favorite Fourth of July meal? Meal. Oh. I like this summer salad um, Lori makes. It's incredible. I'm still eating it today. It's it's some kind of like um, I don't know I don't know what I'm eating. There's a lot of tomatoes in there. On the plate. There's a lot of noodles, a lot of, and there's some cheeses. It's like a macaroni salad type thing, or kind, maybe kind of. Just, I know what you're talking it's about. It's light. Yeah, and it's and it's beautiful. A lot of tomatoes. I know what you're talking about. So we were all over the map this weekend on our food. Like my buddy Jeff had the taco truck at his house. At his house. Big yeah, time. they paid for the taco. Well, everyone chipped in. Different kind of world in, <laughs> in Northland. And um, <laughs> we had the taco truck. I go to taco trucks in Northland, but they're not in my driveway. And then <laughs> you don't want them. Firethorn at the pool on the fourth yeah. always does like a just like a ballpark buffet essentially. You know they do. Every everything's out. And you just kind of you can get. How a hot was dog. it? It, I mean, you, you got to watch it because you could go overboard quickly. I mean, it, like, I mean, there's no stopping you from taking a hot dog, a hamburger, yeah. and a pulled pork sandwich on the same. Okay, plate. that'd be trouble. <laughs> yep. And there's people that do it. So this year, my neighborhood blocks off a street. Okay, and there's a little street party, whatever. Um, and three dudes brought out their Blackstone grills. Oh, so we God. had like just like a set like line of just Blackstones and everybody's like chopping up onions doing smash burgers and so the the Blackstone smash cheeseburger was Ooh. a real nice addition to the 4th of July. That's, that's I'm so crazy. close to getting one of those. I just need to do it. They're they're the real deal. Are they what 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 distinguishes them? Just like a flat top grill that you can control the heat a little bit better and you can chop stuff up on it. Okay. I'll probably not get one, but I have enough people around me that have them that I can enjoy them. Okay, Sean, you should. get But them. burgers on a blackstone sounds good. And then we had Elite, we had as Matt Rule would say we had a tri-tip steak from Costco. <laughs> my my buddy Mitch made it on his smoker. Publisher, yeah, hey, publisher. Like, <laughs> okay, this is like a three and a half four pound steak that was like thirty bucks. <laughs> like your meal at Wingstop or. <laughs> Buffalo wings and rings is probably more than what this whole tri-tip. Don't take offense. But it, it was legit. Abby, what's yours? Um, I I don't know. I'm a big fan of hot dogs, pulled pork, but watermelon, corn on the cob. Oh yeah, can't that's go wrong where it's at. Especially on a day like God, this year. Sound good, right? Yeah. It was thousand degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watermelon was going down nice. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus question: If you guys, if you were in an eating competition, mm. what food would you have the best chance to hang in the competition? Pasta. I could eat a lot of pasta. Let me think about it. You go ahead. I would say wings or shrimp. <laughs> shrimp just, yeah, just shrimp goes down easy. <laughs> to chew it. Did you know yeah. St. Elmo's had like that Joey Chestnut oh, yeah. won the. You had to use the sauce, right? Yeah, he ate like 20 pounds of St. Elmo's shrimp and Wait sauce. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Chestnut does more than hot dogs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a professional eater. He's, He's got a big old jaw. He's got a big mouth. Like, <laughs> Like if you just look at physically, his jaw mm-hmm. is a bit, and he 
Yeah, it, he's got a big jaw. Dude, there's a documentary on Kobayashi. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. Like how he trained for that. So he's like jacked, like six pack abs. But like he would train to where he would eat so much just to like expand Stretch. his stomach so that it could fit more food. And it was like a, a scientific regimen that he would do to prepare his intestines to be able to handle 65 hot dogs or whatever it may be. It seems very normal. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's any long term consequences like with that. I mean, he's a millionaire on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you can't eat like there's a reason why the guy from is it the the diners driving guy like he stopped eating at the places yeah or no man versus food man, man versus food. food oh man like, versus food man versus food back. like he used to eat all he was dying he was killing himself like and then they like, it just became like other people ate and he yeah. was like the host of it like yeah. it's, like He'd bring he in to guests back. to eat the food he had to cut back yeah yeah you wonder about his that. cholesterol just had to be oh, outrageous <laughs> well what were you gonna eat now sip what do you oh I would. I would I, a hot dog. I mean, I like the hot dog. You dip, it, dip them in water. Yeah, just whip them down. Not wings. That's disgusting. I would pick wings. That's would what you? I would pick. Yeah. I just don't know how fast I could go on that. Yeah. You know, I can just shovel pasta in my mouth, so I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> not a lot of room. Yeah. Well, what do you mean, not a lot of room? I mean, you pasta pay for it fill you up quick. Yeah. Well, but it, will but fill initially, it takes a while. So that's yeah. why I say, like, if I'm ooh, just, that's like, trouble. If I'm doing it for like a minute straight, I could just gorge myself on pasta then deal with the consequences later yeah chestnut chestnut went 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes i think that's what it is 62 hot dogs. i think that's what the uh, he definitely went 62 i'm not sure exactly and there was a the rain delay was. too there's a game we used to play where we watch a baseball game and you'd have a beer and a hot dog every inning so the top and bottom half did you, you did not yeah i tried it and uh it's like it was, playing century Club. it's fun at first you know because like the hot dogs taste good you know the beers go down easy but about like the middle of the seventh yeah. you're really hating your life oh so like <laughs> i'm just imagining like seven hot dogs how i felt i mean oh. granted there's seven beers mixed in there as well but uh 62 just i can't even comprehend what that would do to like your body century club that drinking game it was like 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes yep Ooh, way harder than it sounds we had a cd that oh, would play like a minute of soundtrack and then the guy would go and drink 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 and then you would skip to a new song yeah. This, is, this has been very Your revealing. daughter might watch this college, show. Someday. College is fun. All right. very revealing. On that note, we're going to um, talk some basketball. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Zippel, Robin Washett, talking some Nebraska basketball. We didn't get Rob on last week. Um, so lots, lots to catch up on, Rob, and um, just with the numbers, because uh, there still are available spots that Fred Hoiberg has mm-hmm. for this upcoming season. What are your expectations, thoughts on where those numbers are at right now? Yeah, two open spots right now, and they are still actively recruiting through the portal. Um, right now, you're mostly looking at um, late available grad transfers that are going to be immediately eligible, just because the rest of the transfer market, as far as impact guys is relatively picked over but um not much movement on that at this point uh there was a couple west virginia guys that popped on the radar um one of them went to alabama and then joe toussaint the former iowa point guard he cut nebraska from his list so really there's there's not a lot eminent on that front and i know people are saying well what are they going to do just not fill those spots well maybe i mean at this point uh, there's zero rush on Nebraska's end. There's very, no urgency whatsoever to like fill those spots just to fill them. And one thing you have to keep in mind with 
kind of the evolution of the transfer portal is, and especially with the not being any deadline for grad transfers, is at the end of each summer session, there's going to be a new round of new graduates that are going to be immediately eligible and going to hit the portal. So you saw the first five-week kind of round start to pop up, the second five-week, and then that last session right before the start of the fall semester. I mean, you're talking about potentially players entering the portal and becoming immediately available late July, early August, you know, like at the, like really pushing the start of the fall semester. So that's kind of where Nebraska is right now. Like they, they know that there's going to be more options and if yeah. the right fit comes along, they're going to look into it, but they're not going to go out of their way to take a guy just to take a guy. And a lot of that is they feel good about their roster. I mean, they, they really like what they have. There's really no, glaring holes right now you can make the case they need another like true point guard um just to give aaron Eulis a little bit of help but i think they're they're satisfied with what they have the options they have there so you know really you're looking at maybe another ball handler and maybe a, a young developmental four um they've, they've kind of kicked the tires on a couple guys that fit those mil that fit that mold but it just hasn't worked out so if it doesn't i think that they would be content taking those two open scholarships into the season and you know you have guys like sam hoiberg that could go on scholarship for a semester or for for a year um and then you can take those open spots to the 2024 class which i believe is around three open scholarships at this point Mm -hmm. assuming everybody comes back so long story short nebraska has the luxury of being patient you know they don't have to scramble to just fill these spots and try to get you know starters out of the portal right now you know, they're, 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 they can be very picky and they can make sure that they get not only good players, but players that fit what they've been building the last two off seasons was their, their revamp of the culture. Who would be the backup? Would it be backup point guard? Would it be Romel Lloyd? At this Probably Jamarcus Lawrence. Well, Jamarcus Lawrence could play. Mm-hmm. He's shifting. Yeah, he's, he's been working a lot at the one. Okay. So I think right now he's going to be one of your primary lead ball handlers. Ulyss obviously is going to be that conversation. Kase can do it to an extent. Um, Rink Mast. Can, can facilitate in the half court. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, they have a lot of options. Josiah Alec can facilitate. Not so Lloyd. Lloyd's in that conversation. But right now, I, I still think he's kind of towards the back end. Okay. Now, he, he could easily prove me wrong, but I just, you know, from what I've heard, I think he's, he's got some work to do still. Robin, what is the summer recruiting period for basketball? Because they're back in it again. I saw AAU tournaments yeah. kind of got going this last weekend. Yeah, um, three live periods in July, um, followed by Peach Jam at the end of the month. That's the big one. Um, that that's the that. Nike EYBL. EYBL. So, like, local players from Nebraska would be on the MoCan team, probably, if there's anybody on the EYBL. Right. Right. And that's the Kansas City team. Right. Yeah, where Derek Walker played and all that. So, anyway, uh, that's so there's the, the a live period, I believe, is this coming weekend. I have to look at the schedule again. But there's three of them in the month of July, with the big one being that, that end of July. And so that is the point. So this month is still, for the 2024 class, you want to jump ahead. You're looking at getting last in-person evaluations, and then that's when lists start getting trimmed, is shortly after Peach Jam and that end of the month, um, the final live period. And then you start lining up official visits for the summer. And so I would expect Nebraska, as far as the 24 class, some names to start popping up on their radar, and then you're going to start getting some official visits lined up for the fall. I'll be darned. And they like to bring guys in for those football weekends. They do well, and they and they host the uh, the midnight madness thing, the opening night with Nebraska basketball. That's been a thing they've done the last couple of years. That's a big recruiting weekend, and then yes, home games. But unfortunately, football's on the road, 
to start. So like they're going to have to wait a while to bring those guys to week in. three. But they do like to line it up with football games at, for obvious reasons. Yeah, it sells itself. You get those basketball players there around Nebraska fans, and I mean, yep. it, it, so also. There's some former Nebraska players in the Summer League action, which I'm interested in. Who are they? Yeah, so uh, if you're a Celtics fan, it's going to be a fun summer for you. With uh, uh, Sam Greasel is on their Summer League squad, and then the Celtics just signed Delano Banton to a two-year deal, not a two-way contract, a two-year contract deal. So, like, they, they like him a lot. He was kind of a on and off with the Raptors the last couple of years, but um, sounds like he's in a good spot with the Celtics, and he will be playing on their summer league team. Um, and then the McGowan's brothers, Trey is with the Nets, I believe, and then uh, obviously Bryce with the Hornets. So yeah. a little Nebraska flavor with the summer league, and you know those. I think the games have already started have. this week. So yeah, um, they're fun to watch. Yeah, you know, especially if you actually have some some guys to root for. Right. So those Celtics games should be appointment viewing. I think for those are all in Vegas, right? Yes. I think so, yeah. yeah there, there are some that are another, but the big one, like the big summer league is in Vegas. Yeah, yeah I'm those... sorry to ask these questions without knowing, but I think you'd find them on NBA TV. Yeah. ESPN think. airs a lot of it. I think so, Sean. I'm not – they have in the past. I was trying to flip over between episodes of The Wire to see if there's any games on ESPN last night. There weren't. Yeah, I, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. Oh, they are. And NBA TV. Oh, that's beautiful. So yeah, well, That's he, fun. They're fun to watch. I mean, I remember watching Jamal Murray, for instance, as a rookie in the in the summer league, and wondering, is this guy? What's this guy? I mean, is, he wasn't that great in the summer league. He's like twelve a game, I think, maybe fifteen. But it's fun to watch those summer league games. You're not going to see all the premier guys. Like you're not going to see Wimba. Help me, Rob. Wimba. Oh, yeah. The number one pick. Yeah, I just call him Wimba. <laughs> well, like the young. key veteran guys don't play in it either, right? No, 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 no. It's no. young guys. It's Sean. development. Yeah, yeah it's guys generally that, guys that need uh, need to prove themselves and rookies for the most part. So four Nebraska guys, ex Nebraska guys. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, uh, lots to keep up on. Uh, Husker on the headlines will be later this week as well. But make sure you check us out. Huskeronline.com. Um, got a great deal going on right now. Ten dollars a month, hundred dollars a year. Get you access to our website. Also, follow us, like us here on the YouTube page. Find us anywhere as well uh, that you can find podcasts. We put the show up as a podcast as well as well as on here on the YouTube channel. For Robin Washett, Abby Barmore, Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan signing off here. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.